Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. All right, good morning. As I often say, I just like to gather and shape what's in front of you the next 60 minutes or so of a practice where you get to be on your mat and uh, ideally practice something that's useful and meaningful to use the individual. And that's part of my approach. I have a tremendous amount of focus on the individual. Me as an individual, use the individual and how to be individuals in the collective. And that's important that we are an individual and an individual that can uh, take care of oneself, but then also has the capacity to be in relationship with other people. And that's fundamental. It's absolutely key. And it's key to a whole host of different reasons. Uh, I'd say the, the main reason is health and well-being. <laughs> that's important. We do not do well on our own. We just do not. That's one pathway into self-destruction is isolating and moving away from people in relationships. And it is a lonely ride into a place that you do not want to be, that is for sure. And so the ability to be a self-sufficient person, an individual that knows how to take care of yourself and also has the desire and the skill to be in relationship with other people. And you could see the yoga practice. I see the yoga practice that way. You know, we're individuals, but look, we're in the collective and how brilliant. <laughs> we get to be an individual in relationship with other people through a common interest, passion, love for something potentially, which is yoga. That's brilliant. It's a beautiful thing. Because it's something to anchor to. You know, it's like, okay, I like this. Ooh, you like that too? That's fun. <laughs> and so there's uh, conversations that can blossom and relationships that uh, form from being together. That's a brilliant thing. And so in my approach, I like to look at two sides of any equation. More the dark side of things, you know, where we are clumsy and have a tendency and proclivity to torment ourselves. <laughs> and then the other side of the equation, where it's about voluntarily building ourselves up. And so that is up on the board. And I love distinctions. I do makes me think and unpack certain situations and experiences. And uh, so the focus this morning is on worry, <laughs> on worry. It's kind of an odd focus. And how that is, uh, how that's going to inform the practice is the class focuses on kidneys. So on the kidneys, I'm going to focus on the kidneys because the kidneys have a tendency to Hold worry and fear. Hold worry and fear. And so it's going to be the squeeze and soak experience today in and around the kidneys as a way to flush out your kidneys. And what you may notice as you move yourself along through your practice is there's some emotions that come up. And great if they do. That's a good thing. Your emotional body is waking up and that's an element to a skilled yoga practice is that you have access to your emotional body and you're waking yourself up, which doesn't always feel good which is often a message in yoga. Oh, just do whatever feels good. It's, it's such terrible advice. Because <laughs> you never do anything that's difficult. So if you go to your mat, yoga mat five times a week, you're practicing just feeling good, which is okay. But what happens when life visits you? And it's like, this doesn't feel very good. And there's no skill, there's no practice, there's no posture to hold yourself to withstand the pressures of a problem. 
And so I see this practice, this yoga practice, as to confront certain issues that we all share, like worry. You ever worry? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Has a way of bothering, bothering, bothering. And so that's what I'll focus on uh, through this conversation. Worry, worry, worry. Distressed by what ifs. What if I make this decision? What if I make that decision? What if, what if? What if this person likes me? What if that person doesn't like me? What if I eat this? What if I eat that? What if I don't eat anything? These kinds of things. The what ifs can torment us and have a way of supporting this worried experience that we can get into. Consumed by the burden of making wrong decisions. And you could say life itself. Worried by life itself. It's, it's the worrisome life. Oftentimes we see the future as a threat because it's the unknown. That's why we cling to the past so desperately at times because we, at least we know it. The future we don't quite know. And so life is a burden in some ways, burdensome, full of worry. <clears throat> and especially the poor decisions we have a tendency of making at times can burden us, weigh us down in a whole host of different ways. Self-produced threat, there is something wrong here. So meaning we can create illusions up here that create this experience that there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. It's like there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong here with my body. I'm not supposed to feel this way. I'm not supposed to look this way. I'm not supposed to say this thing, that thing. There's something wrong here. And if there's something wrong here, there's certainly something wrong out here. And what you'll notice, this is one of the fundamental complaints we have as an individual, as a human being. There's something wrong here. And it might startle you how often you use that complaint, you could say, that there's something wrong here. It's often something wrong with his food. There's something wrong with, I don't know, whatever, that bug. <laughs> something wrong with his sunset because it's not as nice as it was yesterday. All the things that we can produce which triggers the alarm systems of the body, which is something like worry. Worry leads to anxiety. And if you're anxious long enough, you'll turn into, it'll turn into panic. Panic attacks is one way of seeing it. So worried that your systems start failing you. And that can happen quite easily. And so that's one of the gateways. It's like if I worry enough, I'll lead myself into an anxious state. And then I'll start to panic. And then I'll lock myself into my house and just kind of peer through the curtains every once in a while because there's something wrong out there. I can't take care of myself. I'm not feeling very good. How do I fix this? Give me some pills to pop. Give me, I don't know, a bottle of wine to drink, some weed. I don't know. I need to figure myself out. I can't stand myself in this state. I need to be fixed because there's something wrong here. You distress yourself with the fear that you've just made a horrible mistake, one that you may not recover from. Ah, and that can happen. Ever blame or shame yourself about a, mis uh, a, mis a decision you made? A decision you made, some mistake that you made? It's life ending, doom is approaching, which manifests more into worry. Maybe you're doing that here. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> That's a terrible mistake I made <laughs> to come to this yoga class. <laughs> but how these things come up and how we can torment, our, torment ourselves. And so we amplify the crisis. 
supported by the messaging and emotions that you're not safe. We do that to ourselves. There's something wrong here that manifests eventually into, I'm not safe. And that's worry. That's a worried state where we flail around in a whole host of different ways. Typically don't present that way. I got my shit together, I'm all good, but inside we're flailing away. And as a consequence, your psyche torments you and won't let you go. And that's what's so interesting about the mind. It identifies problems. And then you, what's the problem you have? Well, it's you. That's the problem. It's us. We are a problem. And the mind is trying to figure out this problem, especially if we start worrying about decisions that we've made. It's like, ah, problem, fix it. Fix this problem. And often the problem is an illusion that we've made. But the challenge is the body starts to respond to what the mind is making up. And that's where worry and anxiety lives in this fear-based, fear-body experience. And it's very difficult to get out of because we're quick to make habits. That's the tendency. And then in the habit, we lose sight of what we're doing and who we are. And so we're just this worried individual that's fidgeting and you know terrified of self, others, the world, and these kinds of things. And so that's one of the noticings is how we can torment ourselves by chasing illusions. And our mind will not let us go until that problem is fixed. And that's how we can spread ourselves out so thin. You know, it's like a worry here, a problem there, a worry here, a problem there. And it's, we're so distracted and not present. It's very difficult to do anything with any level of skill. And so there's no certainty. No, we're not certain. It's kind of like, what would you say? I don't know. Fragile, I think is maybe the best way of putting it. There's a fragility that comes from being worried. And so the opposite of this is to confront yourself. And I'll give you a brief, a brief example that's current for me right now. That's sensitive. <laughs> and it has something to do with my father. And so uh, I'm worried because he doesn't have long to live. And that's because of his health, his heart, dementia, these kinds of things. <clears throat> but most likely what he's moving towards is ending his own life. And so those are the conversations that we're having as a family. <laughs> and it's difficult to make sense of. And so I can see my mind, I can feel my mind out there trying to figure this thing out. And it's like one problem after the next. And what I notice is the complaint, there's something wrong here. This, this shouldn't be it. There's, there should be some other explanation to this or some other option. And it's interesting to notice what comes up. It's like, you know, this is, I'm not saying this is, you know, true, real for me, but it's like, this is anti-family. 
This is anti-life. This is anti-religion. This is anti-anti-anti. <laughs> and I'm attempting to make sense of this in my own way because it's becoming more and more real. And a part of me will never make sense of this, which is distressing in of itself. Because what I have to confront is a force that has been around for my entire life, which is my father and the father figure. And who will I be in the absence of him? And I have no idea. I have no idea. And there's a part of me that does not want to explore that side of myself. It's like, mm, no, <laughs> cling, hold on to, you know, and there's that worry and it's just like the, the desperation in some ways. And I can feel myself flailing around in various different ways, which is part of the process. And ultimately it's not my decision to make. And so if I allow myself to be so worried and move myself into an anxious state where I'm not useful to myself or anybody else for that matter, like my family and my father, not useful. And so how I could, how I could take away from this experience of how somebody wants to live their life. And so I'm attempting to get myself into <laughs> this this place of certainty where I can hold true in this experience. And it's not my decision, but I support you. Even if there's parts of me that don't agree with it. <sighs> Which is not easy which is more on the bottom board of attempting to move myself into this state of certainty where I need to confront this thing. I could easily say this isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. <laughs> I could easily do that and avoid. It'd be easy. I'm in Costa Rica. My family's in Canada. It's like, you don't exist. <laughs> I'm going to hide down here. And that could be an easy choice. So it's, I'm attempting to voluntarily confront this. And ultimately, this urge to escape and avoid my own illusions around this thing. And there's many of them. They're just floating around. One fear-based experience after another. And I'm bringing to bear my own illusions so I can watch, feel, and encourage this whole fantasy to play out, which I don't want to do. The whole thing, the whole scenario. Will I be there or will I not be there? Well, I have the opportunity to be there to hold my father's hand. And I don't know. But playing this whole illusion out in an effort to try and make sense of this thing. And I don't want to sit with that, but I'm sitting with it anyways. Like, Ugh. And as I've been doing that, I've been developing courage. I've been having more conversations about this. And this is one of these attempts to talk about this that I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> and ideally, as I talk about, maybe you can relate to it and see yourself in a conversation like this. It may not be this particular topic or subject, but something that you're worried about in your life.
And what I'm noticing as I talk about this more and play out these fantasies and let my mind wander and attempt to come back is that I'm cooling down the systems that produce the worry and the anxiety and so on and so forth. I'm actually cooling myself down, which is interesting that we have the capacity to cool ourselves down. We have the capacity to build heat. And then the opposite, which I certainly appreciate. And so practice fueled by determination will produce self-respect and trust. And that's my attempt through this. To develop self-respect that I can confront difficult situations. Even ones I don't want to confront, but I'm going to do it anyways because I'm better off doing it than not doing it. And in that, I'm building trust. Trust within myself, trust within the family dynamic. Trust that I can pick up the phone and call my sister. Trust that I can make the right decisions in all of this and be there for my family. It is incumbent upon you to develop the psychological strength to withstand that which torments you. And we have a way of tormenting ourselves in so many different ways and have life itself has a way of tormenting ourselves. And it's very difficult to withstand the pressures of ourselves, others, and life, for sure. And that's what I love about this practice, the practice of yoga. It's so much about that, isn't it? It's like this pose is so difficult. I just want to get out, but I'm going to stay anyways. I'm going to stay in it anyways. I feel like I'm going to vomit. Damn heart opening. But I'm going to stay here anyways and breathe and work this out, work out this problem. And how that bridges us into life, like real life, that we have the capacity to be in uncomfortable situations and not collapse. And even if we do collapse, we can pick ourselves back up just like a posture and put ourselves back together one after the next. And so as I've been thinking about this, it's been very personal. And so what I'm sure of is that there will be an ending. There will be an ending to something. That I am sure of. And what I've come to understand is that I can support a particular kind of ending. I can be in support of that. And so that's what I'm attempting to do through all of this. So thanks for hearing all of that. That was a lot. <laughs> Ideally, you can relate in your own way. Or we'll have the attempt to relate at some point. And so then I have a question for you. What worries you? I mean, you could say life itself. <laughs> but anything that has caught you of late? Anything that's worrying you? Anybody got something to say about that? Yeah. Lots of reasons, you know, to be worried. You know, it's almost counterintuitive, you know, to sit and to let your mind play out these fantasies. <laughs> That's why we avoid so often. It's like, no, I'm not thinking about that. No, I'm not thinking about that. But the ability to move into those thoughts, let them play out and to let yourself feel 
and to move that out. And there's some endpoint to all of that. You know, it's much more settled experience is what I'm noticing. And so through practice, the focus on kidneys, this desire to be, to want to be somebody else, that's the left kidney. The right kidney holds worry about everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so there's the fantasy kidney, you know, that still exists. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it's the symbolism, you know, and the experience still exists in that part of the body even if you have one. And so just think about that, you know, the wanting to be someone else, not in this situation, and how that can manifest into worrying about everything. You know, if we're holding on to worry and fear, it'll end up spilling out into other regions of the body and low back for sure. It's like so destabilizing. Yeah. So take care of yourself. That's the point. Take care of yourself, but also challenge yourself in your practice. And nobody knows how to challenge you more than you. <laughs> and so this is part of the self-sufficiency, you defining yourself on your mat and uh, make this a meaningful endeavor. So 60 minutes from now, you're that much more stronger. You're stronger as a consequence of your efforts. Pleasure to be with you. Nice to be with you. Mat time, it is that time. See you on the mat.